Welcome to the Love Jalea S podcast. It is Jalea, your host, and we have a very special guest today for our very first episode. I'm so excited. I mentioned her in the intro episode, actually, but um, she's a selfless woman who loves the advancement of people. She has overcome life's toughest challenges and created her own narrative as a result of her upbringing. She makes sure that those around her feel loved and protected. Those who follow her know the true meaning of self-worth and feeling worthy and that people are kind. She earned a Division I basketball scholarship to Cleveland State University with a bachelor's in social work and communications. And she has her master's in education. She's the founder of Real Talk LLC from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, an author of two books, a motivational speaker, host, and more. She is determined to break generational curses and leave a legacy worth living. Welcome to the show, Miss Stephanie Crosley. Let's give her a warm whoop-whoop. Yeah, I'm excited. Happy first show. Thank you so much. It's been a minute since I actually did it, but here we are. And we're gonna get everything. I know. I'm I'm grateful. So how are you with everything with the corona and the quarantine being in Milwaukee? How is that? Um I mean it's 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 different. Um I'm considering it a new norm. So people what people don't know about me is I'm actually more of an introvert um then an extrovert and we'll probably get into that a little later um because every time i say that people are they have so many questions in regards to that because they don't understand how a person like me can be an introvert so but i said that to say like you know with the stay home order it has allowed me to be in my natural habitat Mm -hmm. so it, it has helped me in so many ways just as far as like creativity um decision making um just reflecting because i'm so big on self-reflecting it's given it's provided me um that platform to do that um so in that regards like this has this is helping me um but you know the coronavirus is affecting everyone around us that's something we do know so So what do you see yourself how do you see yourself coming out of this quarantine? Like you say, you've been doing self-reflecting. Like, what do you see on the other side? Like Stephanie on the other side of all of this? Yeah, a a lot, um, a lot more wiser, Mm -hmm. um, currently building my team. Um, so the goal is to next time, next year around this time to have a larger following, to save a lot more money, to have a lot more money saved up, and and to really just go through with all the ideas that I do have. So right now it's just like we're in the the um, the, the 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 prepping stage. So right now this is all prep work. Um, we'll see how much work I actually put in when this is all said and done, because the results will show. But um, yeah, super excited right now. Yeah, I remember my New Year's resolution was to for 2020 to be my foundation year, like just set the foundation for what's to come. I didn't realize that Corona would happen and we'd be quarantined to where you'd be forced to do it, but I guess it came into fruition in that way. 
Um, so can you give us a little backstory of your upbringing and what gave you the confidence to branch out and do your own thing despite what you went through? Yes, absolutely. So, um, and one of my books is actually, um, actually walks, walks readers through, um, this whole experience, but, you know, I grew up with, you know, a father incarcerated, um, up until I was about 14 and then a mother who was on drugs. So my father was in jail for selling drugs and my mother was out of jail, but she was on drugs. So you can only imagine how that, um, affected myself and my siblings, but, you know, life was not easy. I definitely say that I grew up really, really angry but not knowing why or that I was angry. That was just the norm for me. Um, you know, going from sleeping at, in shelters because we were homeless to eating out a trash can because we didn't have food to, you know, mom not coming home some, some nights and praying that she's still alive. Um, having to go to, you know, the local crack houses is what we used to call them to see if, you know, mom is there because maybe we need our permission slip signed. Um, you know, going from one relative to, ne to the next and, and, you know, to, to friends, it, it was just all a bunch of inconsistency. And I think when I reflect back, I think that played a part into my just perception of myself because as a child you don't know how to process these um these experiences no one's teaching you sitting you down and teaching you like these are feelings this is this is uh you know this is happiness this is sadness this is angry um but uh so not having that foundation i was just i was just extremely angry and i took it out on everyone around me um i was definitely um i feel i feel like i was outcasted um, when, when we didn't have, um, and I did feel, I felt like I was outcast. I felt like I was the unattractive sister, um, as well. And, and, and because of this and because of the inconsistency, consistency, I always felt like I wasn't good enough. Um, and then I just so happened to, uh, play basketball and I was good at playing basketball and when I developed this talent, although I was still angry and very angry basketball player, mm -hmm. um, I was still good. So that still opened some doors for me, but I still had those coach, coaches who were like, yeah, she's good, but I'm not coaching her. She's uncoachable. I was that student. I was that player uh, getting ejected out of games. And again, like, you know, a lot of people see what's on the surface and they never dig in deeper to figure out like what's wrong. Well, she's only 15, 14, 15, 16 it's not just her being angry. It's something inside. Um, senior year, almost lost my, you mentioned I, I earned a division one scholarship, almost lost that scholarship. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, let me change some things um, in my life. So just being a little bit more conscious as to how I respond to things. Um, went to college, the first person in my family to graduate college. Um, and that whole experience, that whole experience was just so eye-opening like to move move far eight hours away from my family my first time which was like I, I didn't think anything of it I'm like you know I'm not leaving much behind mm -hmm. I mean I love my family but you know like as far as like me going to college that was my first time having my own room you know yeah. so it's just like those little things like I was I was ready to be free um and it was just a lot of things that I learned um but 
I still didn't, I, I, I knew nothing about confidence, even then. Um, I knew I was good at basketball and I knew people loved me for basketball. So I used that to my advantage internally. I lacked confidence. I still didn't feel, I, I didn't feel pretty enough. I didn't feel loved um, by other people. So, you know, in a lot of situations and a lot of um, relationships, I feel like I settled uh, because people show, showed me what I thought was love, but it really wasn't. Um, it wasn't until 2015, just five years ago, where I developed a sense of self and and I, I i realized that i was insecure and you know you never want to be coined as insecure because we see that as a sign of weakness um not as um a lesson a, a, a yeah a lesson to be learned we don't see insecurities as that we like oh if i show that i'm insecure i'm gonna look weak and this person is gonna take advantage of me versus if i'm honest with myself and i say that i'm insecure about this I have the opportunity to build and work on that uh, because I didn't know it. God had a way of sitting me down. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. And it wasn't until 2015 where I really started to work on my self-confidence and that was after a breakup. Okay. So, so that's when you realize like, I had issues. Okay. <laughs> some things I needed to work on and it, it and it's not up to the other person you're with to fix you and that's what I was seeking for so long I, I was seeking people who can come along who can fix me or make me feel whole or to fill in a void that um I didn't feel like I was looking for other people to fill this void and God is like nope I'm gonna keep using this one thing to hurt you until you get it and it was it was in that moment where I just sat back and it was, it was a couple of few months where, you know, it was hard for me to go to work because at the time I was facilitating workshops with young girls. And mm -hmm. I'm like, how can I go and preach self-love and do all these things, walk, have them walk this talk and I'm not even walking it. And I, you know, I just, so it really forced me to like, Stephanie, who are you? Who are you? Where, where are you? Where are you going? What do you want out of life? Um, and it was, it was that eye opening experience and through self-reflection and just getting into more of what I love to do. I saw, I found my purpose and I saw something within myself. So when you mentioned, um, with your dad being incarcerated and your mom being on drugs, have you been to therapy or have you healed from that situation as far as like forgiving them or how does that? relationship with them look now mm -hmm. yeah um I, I have not been to therapy for it um and I think that so going back to 2015 and even like when my father got out of prison he he came back and I felt like he came on too strong and and I talk about this in the book too like here I was at 14 and I'm like you haven't been here none of my sister's fathers are around I, so I was super stubborn. I'm like, no, I'm not calling him dad. Like what, you know, it was all, it was so different. It was, it was, it was uncomfortable because I, I never had this, you know, figure in, in my life involved in the way he tried to be. But in, and instead of, and I, and I, I use the, the example of like, you know, your father, the father figure, he's like Superman. 
you know he's coming to save the world and when i think about the times in which you know we were homeless i'm waiting for superman to come save me and my father never saved me i had i held resentment in um so when he got out it was just like yeah no, i've been through the worst uh, what do i need you for now but instead of him steady like steady instead of him trying to love on me he was like forget it i'm not going back and forth with a 14 year old you know so instead of him you know pulling on he kind of let go he's way more stubborn than me um but i see where i get it from uh <laughs> but you know we so we never really saw eye to eye um but you know we would we would converse more over the years um since you know after i turned 14 after he was released we would converse more but it just wasn't it just didn't feel you know mm -hmm. it just didn't feel right um and um when I wrote the book, it wasn't until I wrote the book in 2015, it wasn't until then, or no, it released in 2016. So I, I took a year of reflection. Um, it wasn't until then when I was like, wait a minute, like I wanted him to come save me, but you know, he doesn't have any children to compare it to. So, you know, just looking at it from a different lens, it's like, maybe he didn't know, he doesn't know how to be a father. He yeah. got locked up when my mother was pregnant, you know? Um, so you know, maybe it's, I know I'm a child, but, and, and I was looking for him to, to be my savior when him as a father and having his first child, he was probably looking for me for, to, to do something. I don't know what it is, but he was looking at me to do something and I didn't give, I didn't meet him halfway either. So, you know, I reflected and then, um, I wrote the book and, and I expressed that and I invited him to this event and he didn't show. No. He did not show, he, he did not show up, but he did not show up because he was still being stubborn. Um, and his wife showed up and I looked at her, I said, hey, where's my dad? And she kind of looked at me and she gave me this half face. And I was just like, mm -hmm. I was like, okay. But after writing it, it was so therapeutic that I didn't feel anywhere. I'm like, I forgave him. I, I forgave him once I, you know, really reflected and I really, you know, I wrote everything out. It was, it was, I, I'd never been to therapy, but that was therapeutic. Okay. And, um, and I forgave him. And, and I came to the realization that even though people are your parents, some energies don't align with yours. And you have to be completely honest and okay with that. So I don't have that same resentment I used to have for him. Um, and like, I still pray for him. Um, and my mom is my mom, like, cause even though she was on drugs though, that's who I was with through the struggle. Yeah. And, and it's nothing like a mother's love. So even to this day, like, it's hard for me to see her, um, knowing that she probably still does drugs. Um, so I tried to rid that image away, um, and, and keep it, it's, it's different. It's so hard. It, and I, I can't really explain it, but my mom is my mom and I still, you know, I still love her. Um, and, and, um, I still talk to her. So. So with these books that you keep mentioning that, um, yes. first one in, that released in 2016 is with love, right? Mm -hmm. I remember uh, buying it for a few of my friends for Christmas and they said how they loved it. And it was like such a good book. So can you talk about your second book? Naked. Yes. Naked. So with love was, it's founded on how, like we derive our meaning of love from our caretakers, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the only two people in this world who's obligated to love us are our parents. But what happens if that love is tainted or non-existent? How has that shaped our perspective on love? Naked comes into play because it's not like, okay, we, we, we know what our parents are responsible for. Those are before us. We know what they're responsible for. Now let's take ownership for where we're at in life. Cause now, you know, we're older. We, we've been through our own experiences. Um, let's start working towards building, um, the things that we want in life, um, and letting, and learning to let go of, you know, the, the resentment and the negativity and the the negative self-talk because a lot of us do it and we're not always aware. So, um, each chapter in Naked, it's in the same, um, workshop, workbook format. So I always tell readers, like you get from this book, what you put into this book. So it's you, you are in control of your experience. Um, so with that being said, every chapter starts with strip for me, starting with your insecurities, strip for me, starting with your disappointments, um, strip for me, starting with your, um, failed relationships. And then, you know, it goes, through everything that usually that we usually tend to wrap ourselves up with. Like after we have a bad relationship, oh my God, I never want to date a person like that before. And I don't want to date men and I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. We have a bad experience at a job. Oh my God, let me wrap myself up. Mm-mm, those people are not, I, I don't want to be involved with them, X, Y, and Z. We have these experiences and we wrap ourselves in layers because we want to protect, we think we're protecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're thinking that, you know, we keep people from getting too close when all actuality we're we're all of a sudden wrapped in all these layers that we don't even know who we are anymore so the idea is that once you finish the book you're completely naked (laughs) (laughs) yes i love that concept yes so super excited for that as well so with that um your workshops like I know you hosted a few workshops that talked about what was in the books and how like just further and deeper into this healing process of loving yourself getting naked with your insecurities what is the most impactful thing about having those workshops and working with Mm, I think the most impactful thing is the realization that we have a lot more in common then we have then then differences and a lot of times as people we don't want to see that um and even with me telling my story um i always tell people like my story is my story but everyone has a story Mm -hmm. so when i tell my story it's not for sympathy you know um um but it is to like listen you have your story i have my story look at me now yeah you can do it too um and i think that with those workshops you see like i my friend always one of my um male best friends he always like stephanie dude like you every workshop you have someone cries like that's crazy he was like i've never seen this done before like someone cries so just having that like those eye catching um experiences where people are like wait i'm not the only one going through this so let me this is normal Mm -hmm. and well it's you know, being angry and insecure, it's, it's normal, but we don't want to stay there. We don't want to cover it up. So let's deal with it so we can move forward. Um, I think it's like, and, and I always do an exercise where I'm like, okay, come together, go hug someone now. And you just see people who are completely strangers and they're like, oh my God, I think, and it, you know, that, that deep sigh of relief, like someone understands me and someone is here for me. It's, it's so dope. It's so dope. 
and there's snippets too of the workshops i'll leave the your youtube channel in the notes in the yes, show so all the listeners can see like what impact it is that you actually make on everybody that attends <laughs> yeah yeah and then it, yeah the domino effect because mm-hmm. then they're you know it's it's helping them re- to come to a realization and they're going home and, and and they're you know living by these whatever it is they're learning they're applying it hopefully yeah. you know they're applying right. it and yeah i'll tell you about that story we talk about priority but you know they're applying it and then uh, the people around you become better mm-hmm. because you learn to be better so it's it's a domino effect that's so cool so your legacy how do you plan to do you want children um if it's in god's plan okay so if that happens how do you plan to leave a legacy for them and raise them better than the way you were raised yep um that's a good question um because i think of my legacy and because i don't have children now um i always think like what do i just want to leave people with Mm -hmm. um and I think that it is important to, um, cause one day I do want to have children. So that's a good question, Julia. <laughs> okay. Good way to incorporate that. God be knowing he's talking to me. Uh, but no, um, I think that, and one thing I always say is like, I don't want to, I don't need a, uh, to be in a relationship to have a child. I just want to co-parent and my, and another one of my male friends, like Stephanie, that's stupid. If you can have two parents in a household, why not? And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Uh-uh. This is my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, I do think like, uh, it's important for me. Like how do you raise your child better than you were, or, you know, put them in a better position. And I think, um, one is to make sure I'm whole make sure that um that yeah that that i know what it is that i'm bringing into the universe so that the baby isn't a disrupt the disruption at all um and because and i say that because people tend to especially women like we battle raising children in our careers and i don't think that should be the case you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and i think that you know when it's not the case then you allow yourself to set that solid foundation uh but i do think like you know just making sure that you know i have a a co-parent or you know a father um in the child's life who is determined to be you know the best parent possible is is a great start but as far as legacy huh listen I, I, and I, and I tell my nieces now, cause I don't have children, but when practicing with my nieces and nephews, like, you know, my, my goal is to raise you so that you can live without me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't, I, I'm not going to spoil you. No, you can't have everything you ask for. Cause one day I'm not going to be able to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I want to make sure you have the tools, the, the, the traits, the foundation to, if, if, if it happens to me today and I'm no longer here, and you have to pay the bills, you're not waiting for a check from me. Mm-hmm. You you know how to get up and you know how to, you know, do these things. And I always say it's things that people can't take from you. You be kind. You always be kind to people. You have a work ethic. Okay. Have a work ethic and love yourself. So, you know, when I think of legacy, I think that with those three things, among other things, but those are my top three things that I, I work to instill um, in the generation after me. Um, and, and I do that through just what I'm doing now, what I'm putting into the universe. That's so important. So important to me. 
and it's so important for my nieces and nephews to to see it like they're in, they're a part of my events they're there like when i graduated college i hate graduations but being the first person in my family to to walk across stage i'm, I'm sending for my nieces i'm paying for them to get here even if my sisters can't come i need them to be here because i need them to see that you know they can be anything and everything they want to be like that's so big for me when i have events my niece she's she's my assistant for today 15 16 she's taking my notes she's running you know she's running the script behind the scenes and i need her to see that you know i I need her to see me in this light um so that she knows she can be whatever she wants to be um so you know just little stuff like that is how i'm working on my legacy and and i I, and 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 i'm thinking i'm I'm talking as i'm thinking i'm talking my thoughts out but when it's all said and done like I just want I really really want them to just be genuinely at peace with the life they choose Mm. you know so I said a whole lot of stuff so I hope it all makes sense it does (laughs) it makes sense and even like with your nieces how does how does she take seeing you in this light like is it do you see a change in her as far as her confidence within herself um i i see it truthfully and it and i have two nieces and and it and it you know it it affects them differently but it always goes down to goes back to their foundation um because ultimately their parents are raising them um so you know it's it's I can see that they see and they know that it's more out there and it's, it's, um, and they can do and be whatever they want to. Um, but I also see that, you know, and I tell my sister all the time, like one of my nieces, she's 16 and she's in that stage where she has to figure it out. And, and, you know, it's so crazy. Cause when we were kids, we had people telling us, Oh, you should do this. You should do that. I'm like, nah, whatever. And then it's like, Oh, it comes full circle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, this makes sense. So right now, and then I tell all the adults that I work with, um, as I, you know, I do work with students um, year round. But I said, we're just planting seeds. We're planting seeds. You be there, you be a consistent, you be a trusted adult. Um, you show them different, but know that sometimes they won't get it until they yeah. have to get it. Um, so that's what I'm hoping. Like, again, it's all, it's all foundational. Um, when it when it's all said and done, I'm no longer here. I'm praying that they can go back to everything that's been taught to them, and they're like, "Okay, I get it now. I get what TT was trying to say." Yeah. Okay. So you have your priority sweater on. I'll leave the yes. link in the show notes. Can you tell me more about the priority brand and how that came about? Yeah, so priority is just like so popping and I literally just had um, uh, informational for my brand ambassador. So that's, you know, the brand is growing and I'm just super excited because this was not in my plans. You know, last year we were writing uh, New Year's resolutions and goals. Having a a clothing brand was not it. Um, But I always want to it's crazy because God, God knows what he's doing and I trust him. I always want to push, um, whatever I put out there, I want people to walk away, be, be able to walk away with something that they can apply to their lives. Mm-hmm. Cause that type of learning doesn't stop. Yeah. I can stop. I can stop selling shirts today 
and the purpose of priority will still live on okay so this happened i always try to release something meaningful on my birthday because i'm really big on birthdays so the last two books were released on my birthdays um and this year this past year september um well july going into august or whenever I was completely drained and I was like so discouraged and it, even like with work, I'm like, I need something new. I need something challenging, but I don't know what it is. And I'm mm -hmm. unmotivated. I'm not inspired. Um, I don't want to host events. You know, it, it just wasn't fulfilling at the time. Um, so I decided, I'm like, let me take two weeks off. Let me take two weeks off and um, just reflect. So I took two, two weeks off and I'm reflecting because I love reflecting. I'm writing down, I'm blogging. And um, one thing I mentioned in the blog was, you know, like I can't say no to people. I have a problem with saying no. Like I'm always there for everyone, no matter what. Even if my schedule is crazy, I'm working 24 hours. It's okay. I'll do it. As long as I got breath, I'll do it. And, you know, and it left me completely drained that I didn't even have any energy for my own, my own, um, anything that I want to work on. Um, so I'm like, you know what, year 32, it's my selfish year. I'm making myself a priority and forget everyone else <laughs> um, because I'm no good for anyone if I'm no good for myself. And that's one thing that I had to come to terms with. So I titled the blog Priority. I said, I'm gonna release this on my birthday. I'm gonna drop 32 sweatshirts for my 32nd birthday, you know, and um, I wore one to my birthday party and then those 32 sweatshirts were sold out in like two days. So yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, let's print some more. Let's print <laughs> some, some more. more. Let's print some more. You know, and it just kept going. And um, one thing I realized is that, you know, it is like a priority. It is a brand, but it's a brand that speaks to the individual. Um, and I like to consider it as, you know, it's our Superman cape. You know, it reminds us that we have to take care of us. So in the midst of juggling everything, you look in the mirror, you got this on, you like, you're right. I am a priority. I am a priority. Let me, let me sit down. Let me chill out for a second. Let me focus on me. Um, and when I, when I released the shirt in the meaning, people bought into the meaning, uh, into the movement. That's when I realized like, I'm not the only one going through this. We all have this problem. So we all should push each other and, and all, we all should hold each other accountable for taking care of ourselves because we take care of ourselves. Then we put ourselves in a better position to take care of our families right. and our families are taken care of, you know, they're in these communities. It, it impacts the communities that we're living. And, you know, I just have this, this crazy vision. I'm like, I just want to make the world a better place. Yeah. I'm real for real. So that's that's really the goal. And it really has served its its purpose um, or it's serving its purpose. And I couldn't be it it's challenged me. Okay. Challenge you. Um, just to one, how do you stay relevant? Like just just being relevant and 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 not giving up because it's so much. Like I've run businesses but however, it, I have n never ran a business where it has been busy nonstop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I refuse to complain because it's a blessing. Um, like even during this quarantine, Priority hasn't stopped selling sweatshirts at all. You know, at first I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to be affected by this. I'm going to have to scale down, scale back. Mm -hmm. I had just got my suite and I'm like, okay, bills are still coming in and da -da. 
And when I tell you, it was just like, people were like, hey, you got prayer this shirt from the, I'm like, wait a minute, the, the word is closed right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what? But then you just see how impactful, you know, this word is. And, and how impactful the brand is. Like it's, I would say it's less about the shirt. It's really, it's the mentality. Like people bought into this mentality and that's what they're buying, you know? Um, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, again, my, my mission is always to move the city forward, move the community forward, move the individual forward. Um, and the fact that I can do it and it's grown so much, I cannot complain at all. That's good. That's what I love. Like what I'm hearing through all of this is like just walking in your purpose. Like as you walk in your purpose, things will just come together. Like you thought it was going to turn down as far as with the sales of the shirts, but it's even more because you continue to go through and not give up basically. Yes. (laughs) You can't give up. You cannot give up. You may have to, you may have to pivot but you never give up. You never mm-hmm. stop going. And that's really what, what it's, it's been like during this time too. It's like, okay, okay. I can't do it. You know, I bought the suite so people can come into the shop. Well, you know, now they can't come to the shop. Does that mean I stopped selling shirts? Does that mean I stopped promoting the message? Not at all. Let's pivot. Let's, what else can we do from this? Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, getting creative as to how, you know, priority does give back. I'm always giving back because, Again, it was never about the dollar for me. It's all about the purpose. And I, and I feel like when you are walking in your purpose, things will work out for you. So mm-hmm. you have to walk in your purpose. You have to. And if you don't know your purpose, spend some time with you. And I always encourage people to do that. That's good. Thank you. Thank you so much. So where can we find you on the internet and social media? And how can we get in contact with you and all of that? Yes. Yeah, so you can um one or two um like me on Facebook, stay um stay in touch um at Steph Crosley or the Priority Movement and those two are the same on Instagram, so it's either Steph Crosley or the Priority Movement. You can check out my website, which is super simple, but it has all the information on there too, stephcrosley.com. I try to make sure everything is uniform so it's not too tough. Um, YouTube is Steph Crosley. Just Google Steph Crosley and something is bound to pop up. Um, <laughs> and I'll put it all in the show notes too. So y'all can Yes, just yes, yes. So yeah, Steph Crosley is is the brand. Okay. So at the end of every episode, I want my guests to give the audience and the listeners some homework. Like how can they further this conversation into their week and what homework would you give them for the week? Yes, yes. And you know, I was thinking about this, um, but because, and I almost just said it and I stopped myself, but because we talked about purpose, um, and even when you know your purpose, you still need some fine tune. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the homework assignment for this week would be to spend time with yourself. And I know everyone's at home. Um, a lot of people are parents. A lot of people are juggling work and uh, being an entrepreneur um, or being an entrepreneur and trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Um, I think that I encourage everyone to, especially, and, and I say this too, because I had a conversation with entrepreneurs who are just like, what now? I'm stressing. So let, I'm just going to throw anything out there so I can get money. Mm. Don't do it. Okay. 
thinking in order to like sometimes i won't say all the time but most times you really have to sit and plan things out because we we're always in a rush in life like we're always rushing we have to go to this place and this place and then we have to drop the kids off and we have to do this assignment by 11 59 but then we we you know we have to post on facebook and instagram too you know it's just so much stuff that we we have going on in life it's just like stop okay just stop you know um i think that it, it it's worth to it's worth taking time for yourself completely shutting out everything and everyone else, um, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through quiet time and journaling, just do that for at least 15 minutes a day. Okay, 15 minutes a day and then reflect on where does your mind go to during this time? And then after this week, once you figure out where your mind is going to, um, I want you to, um, take that and challenge yourself to do something with it so i'm challenging you and ultimately you'll be challenging yourself back and then tell someone about it i always tell people you know we can have all these wonderful thoughts in our head but because we don't say them out loud yeah. we don't say it to anyone or out in the universe we don't have anyone to hold us accountable so we just leave it there as a thought and we we keep going on with the rest with the, with our lives but Sometimes you need to tell someone and you need to put it out in the universe so you know that it's actually happened or that it, it will happen. Um, but yeah, I'm going to encourage you guys to, um, I, I feel like I have a lot of the homework assignments, but I'm going to take it and say, we'll encourage bring you, you back on to do a part two and then you can get okay. some. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But no, spend time with yourself. I, I think that's important. Um, yeah, just spend time with yourself you sometimes you have to quiet the noise and sometimes you have to silence that voice in your head that's telling you you know negative self-talk mm -hmm. you have to yeah. you have to uh, quiet that voice um and you do that you know in your your one-on-one -on -one time with yourself you, you you feed yourself positive energy like i sometimes even for me i will if i'm like i feel so distracted and unfocused or unmotivated and I turn on my meditation and I just I sit there and I'm just like feeding myself positive like you are beautiful you are smart you will sell x y and z you will do this you will do that and I'm just like telling myself these things and I'm t I'm doing it for like 15 minutes too yeah. so you know I'm like I'm not crazy because I'm talking to myself but all this is real and true so is this um, a um this meditation is it a YouTube like can you send it to me so I can put that in the notes too or is yeah, it no, something it, um, you can really, it's really your comfort. Um, I can send you the one I use, but sometimes it's guided meditation if you've never done meditation before, but sometimes it's just listening to meditation music. Okay. Um, and for me, that's important. Like I just need to mellow out. Like I don't want to hear voices. Um, so I wouldn't do the guided meditation, but there are a lot of, and there's an app too, uh, that I'll share with you. I'll send it to, um, send it to you to add to it. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you again for being my very first guest today. Yes. We're going to further the conversation even more by having Stephanie spend the day with us on the Love Julia S podcast Instagram page. So if you follow us there, we'll um, pick a day for Stephanie to take over our Instagram and give us the day in the life of Stephanie on what she's doing because she's still working throughout this quarantine 
So Listen, I'm working full-time, part-time, and I'm running a business. <laughs> How much time is that throughout the day? That's like... A lot. We'll, we'll see a lot. We'll, we'll see a lot. You'll, you'll see some <laughs> stuff, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I want to thank you for coming. And another thing at the end of each episode that I want to do for the audience and my guests is to speak life, like speak positivity over the week and that this quarantine won't get you down that you'll take the homework and spend time with yourself so that um, you can just figure out what your purpose is or how you can redirect your life or reshift what is going on after corona and after the world opens up again so I want to thank everyone for listening and we'll see you next time Yes, I do. Can I leave leave them with one more thing? And it, yes. I just thought about that when you said the um, corona. Um, it's so easy to get wrapped up in thinking about like what corona is taking away from us. Mm. Um, start to think about how corona, like what, because there are some positive things that's coming out of here, whether it's spending time with families, your family, whether it's, you know, me being an introvert, me spending time by myself, you know, some things are coming out of here. So think, I challenge everyone to think about something positive that's happening and, and, and think about what is this teaching me? Mm-hmm. What is this teaching me? And then let that guide you through the rest of our quarantine. Okay. Now I'm done for real, for real. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we're all going to think on that. Just flip it to a positive. Like, what can we get out of this? So we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much, Stephanie, again. See y'all later. Love, Julia S.